What moms need isn't more advice, it's perspective. You're listening to... Most certainly motherhood! Hello there, this is Kezia Nielsen, and... This is Amanda Bowman. And you're listening to Most Certainly Motherhood, Episode 5. We are picking up where we left off with Meredith Fisk's chat with us. You can go back and listen to that on episode two, I believe. So, how are you doing, Amanda? What's new? I'm good. (laughs) Well, it's third trimester, so... Yeah, and we need to do an episode about that. It'll be really interesting. (laughs) It just hit you, didn't it? It Yeah, it does just hit you, and no one tells you that it'll happen. Well, I guess maybe somebody told me. I don't. <laughs> well, you saw my dazed look when I was in the third trimester. Oh yeah, yeah. I understand Kezia's the first Behavior. months of our friendship now. Yes. <laughs> Been talking about how hot it is, and it's just it must be miserable for you because you have a little built-in heater, as everyone calls it. My air is on like sixty-nine, and I'm still hot in my house. People, it's September twenty-third, two thousand seventeen. And it's an atrocity. A hundred degrees. Ugh. We're in St. Louis. What did we expect? I don't know. I didn't expect this. <laughs> Nobody told me. Uh, well. So, as you know, Amanda, I am packing hurriedly to go to Fort Wayne, Indiana for a pilgrimage to the seminary. Not really a pilgrimage, just follow my <laughs> husband for his work conference. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous because you're going to meet a bunch of awesome people that live in Fort Wayne. Yeah, people that I know from the online world. That will be fun. Hello to all of you who listen. Just kidding. No one listens to us. I think they do, actually. It's kind of scary. (laughs) Don't. Don't say that right before we start. (laughs) Anyway, good thing we're not doing a real interview today. We're just playing an old one. But anyway, so I'm packing and trying to remember everything and trying to remember that it's not actually September weather right now. So I have to wear shorts and t-shirts for all the boys and stuff. Anyway, I do not like packing and I'm not very organized, but I'm getting really better. I am. Still, it's a cause of stress and... That is a good segue into the chat with Meredith, and she'll talk about moving and following her husband and just give us a little peek into all their moving processes. And there's a couple of good tips that she gives, and then stick around for our lifesavers. At the very end, we will share pro tips from mothers who have been there and done that about moving with kids. Well, and without kids. Because I think it'll apply. So let's get into it. Most certainly, motherhood! Tell us about all the times you. Well, don't tell everything, <laughs> but. <laughs> as much as you'd like about how much you've moved, because you told me that you moved. Right. Many, many times. So we've been married for. Um, 15 years now Mm -hmm. and I was listing it all out and I counted up I've moved with my husband not not just counting like from one apartment to another in the same town but from town to town I've moved eight times in 14 years and in that it's been six states so it's kind of flabbergasting when you actually list it out but yeah we started out in LA and then we moved to St. Louis and from there we went to um 
on Vicarage for a year and then back to St. Louis. And then we got to go out to New Jersey for his first call. Hmm. And and then we, from New Jersey, we moved in within New Jersey once. But then from New Jersey, we went to Philadelphia and we were outside of outside of Philadelphia. So it was just a little mm-hmm. suburb. And then from there, we moved to a suburb of Chicago. And from Chicago, we moved to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I always call it North Dakota. It was Oaks, North Dakota, but I just, nobody really knows where <laughs> Oaks is. So I just say North Dakota. Um, and then from Oaks down here to St. Louis, when my husband got a call to KFUL. Wow. And many of those times involve children. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah. Because. <laughs> kettle of fish. I just know. I hate packing. Oh, It yeah. takes forever. Mm-hmm. And I have to think about everything. And then unpacking is probably 10 times worse because <laughs> at least. Yes. <laughs> you have to put it all away. I'm right. Still you have to find unpacked. a place. Yeah, I know. So what tips do you have for us? Well, I guess like just to go from what you've said, if you don't like packing, I would say definitely pack your things that you love Mm -hmm. first. Okay. So that by the time you're done and over packing, you can just donate it. Oh, yeah. And I did that. I packed what I just absolutely loved first, this last time especially. Mm -hmm. And then when I was like, Jonathan, I don't want to pack anymore. I I donated a few car loads because That's it was just great. like I don't I really don't need to truck this around if I don't love it mm-hmm. and that I mentioned to you a little bit about dabbling in minimalism mm-hmm. and that type of mindset but that helped to kind of get us through this last move was just that that mentality but we can go into that later but I am um, moving with kids is it's fun because they get excited Mm -hmm. and you can feed off of their energy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also challenging because sometimes you pack a box and they unpack the box. So, you know, that's rough. But what I always have done with our kids is I've gone out and had them pick out their own tape that they're going to tape their boxes with. And I don't know why, but their, their (laughs) own special duct tape with whatever design one year, one move, someone chose Hello Kitty and this time we had puppies and kittens and rainbows and all sorts of other duct tape oh, on our boxes. Really but that's their little way of getting excited about packing their stuff. Okay. And then we go to the library and we check out books and maps about the place that we're gonna move to. And mm-hmm. it's almost like I feel like it's a science here. Mm-hmm. So step two, go to the library. <laughs> no. So we go to the library and, and we do. We check out books about well, this last one was St. Louis, but when we were going to North Dakota, it was kind of like, holy cow, where's North Dakota? You know, right. and we hadn't really learned much about it. We went on YouTube and found some songs with North Dakota in the lyrics, and they learned this song by Tiger Lilies called North Dakota, and we sang it, and we loved it, and so by the time we moved there, we were like, yes, we're part of North Dakota, <laughs> you know, so that's been fun. We also let them, we let the kids sort through their own stuff mm-hmm. as we're packing, so we let them know this is our expectation of how much space we're going to allow for you, and then they get to make decisions about, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't really something I like anymore, or I want to get rid of this, I mm-hmm. want to keep that, and that helps them to stay 
stay involved and feel like they're part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, This last time, my kids had some things that they wanted to get rid of that were actually in really good shape and good quality. And so we sold them, but the money that they, that we got from it, they got to keep too. So that made it a little bit of an incentive to get rid of stuff that they just didn't want. And then the one fun thing that I've always liked is it kind of goes with the tape. When my littlest ones are helping me, they always see me writing on the boxes and labeling things. And so I'll let them bring their markers over and just color on the boxes. And the movers actually have a really fun time with it because there'll be a cat on a box or (laughs) a little house or flowers, you know. So that's fun. They they get a kick out of decorating the boxes while we're Mm -hmm. packing. That's great. It's time for our Lifesaver segment. In this segment, we'll share a couple things in our ordinary lives that have helped us through the day. All right, Amanda, what is your Lifesaver for the month? My Lifesaver for this month? I didn't pick one. Which one should I do? (laughs) I thought you decided to do your friends. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to do people again. This is, these are special people because I haven't seen them. Well, one of them I hadn't seen for over a year, and the other one I hadn't seen for almost a year. And they are my college, I'll call them my college roommates, even though they were only my roommates for one year. But my friends Shannon and Amy came down for the baby shower that Kezia planned for me. Shannon drove all the way from Wisconsin, which I think is like eight and a half hours or nine hours, and she stopped in, in Chicago area on the way to pick up Amy and they were here for a couple days and there's like a million reasons that was great but they on the last morning before they left helped me finish my nursery and organize it and clean it I was just like staring at it every day for a few weeks before that knowing that I needed to but not having the energy to do it all so that was huge because now my nursery is ready and I have less energy now, so <laughs> I'm very thankful that they Aww. came to do that. So they're my life they sound, hack. Yeah, they sound like lifesavers. Life they are. They 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 really are. Yeah. Oh, good. What's yours? Mine is the illustrious grocery store Aldi. Yes, and I think many mothers and people in general will be nodding their heads saying yes Aldi. Aldi, I don't really know how I would survive without Aldi. For one thing, it's really cheap, as we all know. For the other thing, it takes like a half an hour to do all my grocery shopping for the week, and I don't have to search for anything. I don't have to backtrack because I know the place by heart. Even when I have gone to a different Aldi that's set up differently, like the one out the other direction, (laughs) it has a few more things and it's bigger, but it's not like, mm-hmm. so overwhelming that you don't know where anything is. And you also know, oh, I need beans. Well, they'll be right next to the tortillas, you know? Yeah, and there's far less decisions that have to be made because there aren't yes. 5,000 kinds of ketchup. There's yep. one kind mm-hmm. of ketchup. <laughs> cereal. There's only so many kinds yeah. of cereal instead of, like, 10,000. Yep. Oh, man, I love Aldi. And I just, I like how everybody who goes to Aldi, like, they know what they want, too. And so... It's not very stressful. Usually people are really nice. They give each other quarters or give each other the cart. The people who are who are checking out are usually really nice too. Like that's when I've seen the the kindest what do you call them? Cashiers. Cashiers. <laughs> um I don't know. I just appreciate it. And I've gotten to know my the Aldi cashiers because I go there every single week at the same time. 
Yep, me too. So I'm thankful for Aldi. It's my lifesaver, in fact. I went to a different grocery store just to encourage Aldi even more. And when I go to Aldi, people like move out of my way, I guess because I look tired or mean or pregnant. (laughs) And I went to Schnucks with my husband last night, and this guy told me I looked like I was about to hatch an egg and that I waddled like a duck. And then he was like, oh, look at a waddle, 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 as I walked away. And I was like... At first, I was like, oh, that's cute. He told me I look like I'm going to hatch an egg. That's fine. And Uh then he starts making... And then I turned to my husband and I said, am I waddling? And he was like, no. (laughs) 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 Uh, So, yeah. You don't get that at all, Dave. Wow. Until you waddle. Wow. I'm not that big. That is so incredibly rude. I thought so, You should have said, wow, you lumber like an ox. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you should be a kind Christian woman. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to our interview with Meredith, who would never call someone an ox. <laughs> My husband, every once in a while, will say, let's move to Alaska. Or he hears about a job or something and is interested. And I have a hard time taking that seriously, for one, and then also just listening to him. Because my initial reaction is, I just settled in here. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I just made friends here. Or we'll have no support group there. We'll have a different culture or whatever. And that's so scary to me. My reaction is just emotions right away so um do you have any tips for for (laughs) listening to your husband well those those emotions are totally real Mm -hmm. and being open with him about them Mm -hmm. is super huge i've found that's helpful to me and in my relationship with my husband as he's saying well i got a call today that i'm on this church's call list and so it's a possibility and so saying oh wow okay Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about North Dakota or I'm not sure about Alaska. And then just being open rather than clamming up and shutting off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped when I've expressed, I'm, I'm afraid of being able to find a hospital. I'm afraid of mm-hmm. what it would look like to buy a house there or sell a house there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my fears are things that he hasn't really thought through yet. Because he's just excited. And so being open and honest helps to continue that dialogue mm-hmm. in a rather than an emotional way. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a, a realistic way. But yeah, no, it's a real thing. When, when we, we were only in North Dakota for 18 months and we had just gotten to a point where we hung our pictures on our walls. And every time we've moved, it's taken us about a year to get to a place where we're like, yep, I think we want the house to look like this. So we'll hang the pictures now. And so they had just gotten hung and I had just started a project down in the basement. There was an unfinished room and I was wallpapering it with old hymnal pages. And he had just said, yeah, totally start that project. We're here for four years. And then this came out of the blue and it was like four years, not like he had actually had a time limit on it, but you know, settle in. Yeah. That was his way of right. saying, settle in. We're here. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. And, um, and then lo and behold, that came out of the blue and it was just kind of like, what? Oh, oh. so I, I would be lying if I did, sat here and said, 
I didn't cry Mm -hmm. because I did. Mm -hmm. And I cried up to the point of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I remember (laughs) walking through the house with one of the farmers who was on the board of trustees. And he said, did you guys not like it here? And it just broke my heart. And I said, you know what? I loved it here. I, it was like, and I said this about St. Louis, it was like going home to me because it was like rural California where I had grown, grown up. They were salt of the earth kind of people that I had never experienced before. They knew what it was like to suffer together. They knew what it was like to be angry at each other and then to, to kneel at the same altar rail and forgive each other. So yeah, I guess I didn't really give you much advice there, but no. yeah, to try to, as I, as I cry, to try to stay positive yeah. is important, but also to be realistic with your emotions mm-hmm. that burying it or bottling it up, it's only going to explode mm-hmm. when you can't handle it anymore. And then you're right. going to say things or do things that you will regret. And I know that for a fact, but, mm-hmm. um, but also when we moved from, from Chicago area to North Dakota, a lot of people had said, North Dakota, don't you know they don't have doctors there? Don't you know that they don't have pharmacies on every corner mm-hmm. there? And it acted, they were acting like we were moving to a third world country. Right. And I just thought, holy cow, this is in the United States still. It's not like we're going to, to the foreign mission field. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, and then this was the kicker. They would always say, don't you know it's really cold there? And I looked at them and I'm like, we live in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> like, what? Cold. <laughs> so anyway, I, I made up my mind at that moment that I was not going to look back and mm. not be like, man, this grocery store is gross. Mm. I miss my grocery store in mm-hmm. Chicago. Or I don't like this coffee shop. It's whatever, whatever. Yeah. I want to go back to the one in Chicago or the one that I missed. The one that's my, my coffee shop. But instead it was like, you know what? This is my new grocery store. Mm -hmm. Hello grocery store. And Mm -hmm. just tried to love it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And there was stuff that it was kind of like, Oh, this is really different Mm -hmm. and not like the city at all. Mm -hmm. There was also this kind of genuine, just down to earth nature to everything there in the diner. I remember going to this diner and it was just a little small town diner. Everybody loved it. And it, the food actually was really good. Um, but the service was whatever it was. And the, you know, it just, it wasn't somewhere that if you could pick from all the restaurants in mm-hmm. the city, you would def- definitely choose that diner. It was mm-hmm. not that type of place. It was some place that you would only go if you had to. So it wasn't, it was a place that you went because that's what was available. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching the waitress there and she sat down next to an older gentleman in a, a booth next to mine. And she said, Hey, Harry, you want the, the regular or, you know, like your, mm-hmm. what you get every time. Yeah. And he nodded. He couldn't speak very well. He was very, he had a hard time even feeding himself, but she knew who he was and she knew what he want, wanted, what he would like and not like. Mm-hmm. And she offered this, this type of loving help to him that I, if I had taken her place and started working at that diner in her place, I wouldn't know Harry needed that help or whoever yeah. he was. But 
um, she just, it, there was just this, this genuineness that I loved about everything. Yeah. You know? What a good example of community and it was, it loving was, each other. Yep. Community. There were a few things that I did that were kind of comical when I was moving into North Dakota. And I, it was the first time that I let myself kind of settle in quicker than normal. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't hang our pictures, but I, I definitely wanted to get some plants in the ground because Mm -hmm. I felt like that just, you know, either putting bulbs in or plants, planting seeds, that's kind of my way of feeling like I've landed. Mm -hmm. And, um, when we moved in, we didn't have a lot of extra spending cash. So I went to a hardware store and the only flowers that were available were sunflowers. So I picked them up. I thought, great. I have been (laughs) trying to grow sunflowers for the past eight years since we left New Jersey and I failed every time. So this will be a good, you know, one last try. I'll do it again. Well, um, I picked up three packets And I started the seeds and they were all doing really, really well, but I neglected to look at what kind of sunflowers they were. And the only place that I could plant them was in the front of my house. There was a planter box and it, um, all around the home, there was gravel that had been sprayed by weed killer. So nothing Mm -hmm. was going to grow that year, but in the, the planter box in front of the front window, I could do something and... I had picked up mammoth sunflower seeds <laughs> and mammoth sunflower seeds grow to be eight feet to 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on top of it all, our home is the parsonage and it's across the street from the community pool. So all summer long, the whole town is coming by our house to go to the pool uh-huh. and I did not know it, but at the time, but I heard later that people were making bets about what I had planted in my planter box. They thought fruit trees, they thought some other crazy thing. And, um, and my husband thought it was comical until we went to dinner at a parishioner's home and they said, what did you plant in your flower box? And we said, Mammoth sunflowers. You know, at this point, by this point in time, we kind of knew, oops, that was a mistake. Funny, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to just leave it for this season. Well, they said, oh, yeah, well, our little Jimmy, he planted mammoth sunflowers in our backyard last year, and we had to cut them down with chainsaws. <laughs> and my husband looked at me and was like, okay, the joke's over. <laughs> we are not cutting down your silly sunflowers with chainsaws. You better get them out now. Well, we didn't, because they didn't get enough sun, they didn't get that big, big but they did get pretty big. <laughs> so that was, that was my kind of silly little thing <laughs> that I made a name for us. But oh, that's great. That's funny because yeah. I brought you sunflowers when you moved here and I didn't... You didn't know? I guess I did know, but I didn't like think about it really. Oh. No, that was so sweet. I love sunflowers. They're one of my favorites. Thank you so much for talking with us. It's well, so wonderful. We'll have to me. we have to have you on again because again again. there's way too much you have way too it's much wisdom kind. and encouragement for us. I just I loved hearing about all of your adventures. Well, thank you. I was so honored to be on. Now we will do our pro tips, tips from mothers who have been there and done that about moving with a family. 
Katie says, make a list of easy meals and pack most of your dishes in pots and pans. If you don't want to use lots of paper plates, get some plastic dishes so you can dump them in a box without packing them neatly. Laura, Jamie, and Christine said to get rid of everything that you possibly can. Purge and don't be afraid to let your things go. Most of the things you have, you probably don't need. Rachel says you will need twice as much time in twice as many boxes as you think you need. Always, at least. Amanda says... It would be a great time to try the KonMari method of decluttering, since you'll literally be touching everything you own at some point. She says, does it spark joy? And if not, donate, throw it away. Though to be fair, I have never tried this with kids. The few toys I thought we could put in the yard sale suddenly became their favorite toy ever, even though they hadn't touched it in years. Rihanna says, have a picture of new house before you move and a picture of old house after you move. Talk, talk, talk about the places along with the pictures. Moving is hard on children. Don't be surprised when they act out, like regress potty training, etc. Alex and Leah say to color code boxes and labels so that you know which room they go in at your next house. Tracy says write what's in the box on all four sides and the top. It makes it much easier to find the label. Kimberly says that they have a little plastic index card box. Each moving box is numbered on all four sides and the top and has has a corresponding index card with the size, color, any printing on the box, and the contents. I also try to keep a list of where each box is after we move if they are storage boxes, Christmas decorations or hand-me-downs, etc. When we unpack, I try to move the card for the empty boxes to a different section of the file box. I have little tabs marking different sections. As long as I can get people to play the game, it works well. Nicole says, on the psychological end, trying to establish a new routine ASAP can especially help with kids. Trisha says, small tip, make a moving box where baggies for hardware from beds, etc., packing tape, my address book, scissors, moving receipts, and other moving-related stuff goes. Then, I'm not always searching for the tape or worried about losing stuff. That box goes in last or in the car with me. Some women said they don't have a plan, and somehow it always winds up happening. Sarah says that she uses a notebook to write down all the box numbers, and each box gets a duct tape color. That's the same sort of very organized approach that other women had. And Meredith. Yeah, Meredith. Yes. Oh, man. Someday, I want to be like these women when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) I am struggling to learn how to purge my home, because I've been in the acquiring stage for so long, it seems. Thank you for listening to this episode of Most Certainly Motherhood. We have enjoyed being with you. Find our page on Facebook and leave us a review, and feel free to contribute to our posts that come up occasionally. Our email address is mostcertainlymotherhood at gmail.com, and you can find other episodes at www.mostcertainlymotherhood.com. Thanks! Bye! Bye! We gotta work on our wrap ups. I know. And our intros.